Rhonda Brunson. Welcome to the Picking Strawberries podcast. Thank you for being here, for listening, and being a part of the community searching for the beauty in every single day. One of my favorite humans on the planet said yes to being a guest on my show. My son, Joseph Brunson, agreed to talk about him choosing a different path. He's choosing the non-college route in two years when he graduates from high school and to become a professional jujitsu athlete. Lots of discussions around our dinner table, lots of listening, lots of talking. How did we arrive here and how do we support him the best in his dreams? I love that he agreed to come on the show. I love the wisdom that he has at 16. And I can't wait to listen to this conversation, you know, in 20 years from now and just to see where he is and how this all plays out. Some of his accolades, this is the mama bragging rights part. He's a two-time Kids Pan Championship in Jiu-Jitsu, Silver Gi World Medalist, in wrestling, the 2023 SBC champion, as well as being on the Texas Nationals team. So I'm so excited to welcome Joseph Brunson to the Picking Strawberries podcast. Joseph Brunson, one of my favorite people on the planet, welcome to the Picking Strawberries podcast. I mean, you really didn't have to say no to your mom today, but I definitely appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. This will be fun. Yeah, I'm super curious actually about your answers today. And we're talking about just, you know, your journey of choosing a different path and your choices right now at 16. And I think like most high school teens, you have a ton of pressure on you to make futures decisions and just to start working on those right now. What are you involved in as a high school junior? And what does a typical day, let's say a Monday in September look like for you? So right now, I'm going to be a junior country day, as you said, but I play football and I wrestle for school. And then outside of school, I do jujitsu. That's a lot. It's really fun though. But for me, a normal, okay. a, typ- a typical Monday in September, I mean, it depends on the day, but if I have school, I'll have four classes. And with those four classes, I might have one free period in there. I might not, or I might have an orchestra, which I enjoy, but isn't always an academic, I don't consider it an academic class. But then this year, I'll take, I'll take two APs and then three other regular classes with a free period in orchestra. So I'll have four of those and then announcements and lunch to break it up. And then after that, I'll, I'll get there around 8, 8.15. Just might do a little homework in the morning and then I'll go to class. And then at 3.45, I get out. And then at 4 o'clock, I have practice. So from 4 to 6, we have practice. Mon- if it was a Monday, with Coach Burns would be a little lighter. We'd watch them film. We'd have a lift and we'd do a walkthrough preparing for whatever team we're playing that week. And then after at 6, when I leave, I would head straight to jiu-jitsu, which is about a 45-minute drive from my school. And then I would go straight to jiu-jitsu and train from 7 to 8.30. I would come home, get home, probably get some Taco Bell on the way because it's my favorite food. And then when I'm home, about 9.30, I'll take a shower. And I'll, if I have homework, I'll start that. And if not, I'll go to bed. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a long, full day. Does that ever feel like a lot at 16? Like, dang, that was a really long day. I mean, no. It's just something I love. I feel like if I have to make time for it, I would honestly go crazy without it. So it's just that necessary sacrifice for me. Okay. So you are planning to take, at this point, a non-college route to reach what your life goals are. Could you outline those? Like, what are those goals that right now don't involve taking the college path? So without college, when I graduate high school, I want to be a full-time athlete in jiu-jitsu. I'll start training 8 to 10 hours a day 
with lifting and drilling on them and just spending my entire day on the mats. And when I'm not on the mats, I'll be studying jujitsu. And then from there, eventually try to compete at the highest level for a world title, the ACC medals, who's number, shows like who's number one, UFC fight pass. That's a, like some of the big ones coming out. But and who knows what it'll be by the time I'm up there and what else will be available to athletes. Especially with how fast jujitsu is growing right now, it's, it's hard to, honestly hard to predict. Because even like three years ago, I wouldn't have imagined that there's $50,000 a night fights, which in, it's an eight-man tournament, you can win $50,000. That wasn't possible in jiu-jitsu, even before COVID. It's just the way it's growing. Who knows what's going to be in a few years. When did it start to occur to you that maybe you wanted to take a different path? You know, you've been in a college prep school since kindergarten, because when we made those decisions when you were five, it made sense, right? Like that was just kind of the assumed yeah. path of most kids. That's why we started there. But your thinking kind of started to shift. When was that? For me, that was around COVID. I was very fortunate and I was still able to train jiu-jitsu throughout COVID, unlike a lot of people unlike a lot of people with their sports. I was very fortunate. So I just basically all I did during COVID was jiu-jitsu, watch jiu-jitsu and lift. And I just like I fell in love. I just fell in love with it. And it started maybe it started to make me realize that maybe I can do this full time. I don't have to like go to college. I can do something I love and keep going. And then I started competing a lot better after after COVID, after all this training. And then after I won my second kids Pan American title, really honestly, like I wanted to do it before, but that made me realize like, oh, I had, I can't have a future in this. Like I'd won the biggest tournament for my age group. And it was just, it made me realize that I have, like, I have an opportunity to maybe be able to keep going with this and try to win world titles in the black belt. It was pretty cool to be there, I have to say. So how hard was that? You know, you're shifting. So COVID was seventh grade for you, right? And you're now yes. going to be a junior. How hard was that for you to communicate that to us, your parents? Because of course, in our minds, you're going to college. That just was kind of an assumed thing. That's what we had you in the school. You know, how in your mind did those discussions begin to where we are, where we are today? I was honestly nervous. I didn't really know what you guys would wanted like would want if you would really want me to college. But then I started to realize that you just want what's best for me. I think after talking through with the family and helping and after talking about it, it helped us realize that jujitsu could be my best path. Because quite honestly, I couldn't. I have two years left of high school, but it's hard for me to imagine doing more school after that. Like that just seems like a lot. And it feels to a lot of people, it's very important. But to me, it feels almost pointless for the career and the life path I want. The goals I have, it's just more school doesn't feel necessary. So it'd be hard to imagine having a path that I love and not doing it to sacrifice that for school and what's considered normal. That feels difficult for me to like imagine. And I do remember those conversations and you asking us, you saying, here's my goals. Tell me where college fits in. And we couldn't actually answer you. You know, we really didn't have an answer for that and what you wanted and what you already had laid out. Is that hard for you to talk about like with your friends, that that's the assumed path or your teachers? Do you get pushback? As far as choosing this different road, so it's kind of funny. My teachers, have, I've, the teachers I've talked to about it, are very understanding. They're, but most teachers, I've go to a great school, so most teachers are very understanding, and they want to support you for whatever you want to do. And my friends, they see my like my true friends. They saw like the love I have of jujitsu, and they understand how that's the right path for me. It wasn't really like my friends and my teachers didn't understand. It's like not friends per se. It's like acquaintances. People that don't know me that well, and they just say like, "Oh, you're not going to college? Like you're, you're wasting your life. Like you're ruining your life. Like why pay? Oh, I got a college preparatory school. If you're not going to college, like it's more those people that didn't understand the path because they've just been taught since they were two years old. Oh, you have to go to a certain college. It's going to be certain grades. All to have a good life. But now, especially, you don't need. I don't think you need that anymore. There's a lot more paths other than college, and a lot of people just feels like don't understand that or 
their parents don't understand that, so they can't like they can't understand it because their parents will let them. Right now, I feel like you know we've made it highest stakes for teens in their high school years making these decisions. Do you see that? Do you feel that of the teens around you? And how hard or easy is it for them to find their true path for them? Or is college for most just the best path for them to take? I feel like that's definitely really hard for a lot of people, especially at a school like Country Day. I would say 95 to 99% of parents it's college and that's the only option. Like you go, you, this is like you have your life set out. You go to country day and then you get to go to good college, you get a good degree. And it's just like, that's just your life. But a lot of kids, like they don't know if that's what they want. And it's hard and there's other options. But also a lot of kids just don't know what they want. And college is a really good place to find that out. So if you go to a degree and you can kind of find yourself there, I feel like that's also really good for a lot of people, especially if you don't know what you want. I am very fortunate. I know exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life at 16. And college just doesn't fit into that. But say I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I could, and I, but I knew I wanted to make a difference, or I wanted to go into business or something like that. It could be better to go into college, try to make those connections, and then find what you like, what are, what you are passionate about. Even if that's not what you work with, you can find hobbies that you're passionate about that can help fulfill your life. So, like, college is a good path for most. Just for me personally, it didn't feel right, and I already, and especially since I know what I wanted to do, that changed a lot of things for my life. What do you think parents can do to help their teens find that for them? You know, the exact right thing that will work, you know, for their best self or, you know, what they're meant to do. Actually listen to their kids. A lot of parents, I feel like, don't actually listen. They just, they have this expectations of exactly what's supposed to happen. And you're supposed to get these certain grades and this certain thing. But some kids don't want that. Some Like maybe you're expecting your son or daughter to have a 95, like a 99 GPA at one of the hardest schools and take like six APs. But maybe that's not what they want. Maybe they want to still have like a social life because it's hard to do both. Or they want to play sports or they want maybe they'll go to college to play sports. Maybe they fall in love with baseball or football or some sport and they still want to play it. But it might be at a smaller school. Like that's a good option too, is to find whatever you love and continue doing it. It's just really important to have open, honest conversations and not try to force what you want for your kid onto them. Like, Obviously, in some cases, like if they want to drop out of school and be a rodeo clown at 16, maybe not allow that to have like something like that. Right. <laughs> but like, if it's a good path and they have options for it, they should pursue it. But I love it. Mm, I love that. So you are truly one of the most disciplined, I would say 16-year-old, but I would say you're truly one of the most disciplined humans on this planet. How do you keep yourself focused for all that you do, all of the workouts, how do you keep yourself focused for those long-term goals? Well, honestly, the long-term goals mean so much to me. It doesn't make sense at all. I couldn't imagine myself without having those long-term goals. Like that's something I've grown up with. Like I've had goal. We had. I had said having goal meetings when I was seven. So just not having a goal would feel almost foreign to me. The discipline is part of it, but it's just like at this point, it's just like an obsession. It's like I love jujitsu and I love working out, but it's just like it's not even the love that drives me. It's just like the obsession to be the best I can be. It's like hard to explain, but it's. I love the sport, though. Like, don't get me wrong. And there's like the it's the best thing. In my like for anyone, I I recommend anyone to do jujitsu. I think most like 99 percent of people love it and make them better. But I've just become like obsessed with it. Like studying all the names, like studying all the best techniques, whoever the best is out there. Like trying to emulate them. Like that's just something I I fall in love with. So, what has been the biggest highlight of this journey for you so far? I've had a lot of unbelievable experiences. Like with my team. Like I mean. Some of the days, even when I was younger, being a part of some of the competition, like the kids' teams that would go in Jiu Jitsu World, like back when, like in, with Moeller and just winning everything. Like those Moeller competition teams are really fun. 
kids' pans. That was a, I mean, I remember tra- I trained for six months for one tournament in Florida and I could win that. That was an unreal experience. But yeah, like, even yesterday, like I just, like winning my first ever uh, blue and purple belt adult intermediate division at Jiu World League. Like that was really cool. I mean, I, there I beat a purple belt and two blue belts, all of whom were over 20 years old at 16. Like, that was really cool for me. And it was fun to have my whole team with me because it's like mowers are really good at that. Like we're like a family. Everyone is very good at supporting each other and we're always there. And like it's team mola for a reason because we're a team. So it was really cool in my finals match to hear like 15 people cheer for me as I was like, going to beat the guy that beat me in Gi the same day. It was really cool to come back and like feel the support for my team. That was another really cool. That was a big high. Big highlight. So with this comes also some low lows, some pretty tough losses. How do you move on? How do you go to the next match and get through the adversity that it takes to take this path? So for now, for, for me, this season really helped a lot. These last couple, like three months, because I've just I've gotten beaten a lot and it made me learn. It's just because I used to compete a lot locally in like a big tournament here or there. And I can beat a lot of local guys. But now in jiu-jitsu and wrestling, I've started going to some of the biggest tournaments in the world. I mean, I went to Pan Americans in the World Championships, Nashville Open for IBJJF and jiu-jitsu. Like the guys I'm going against don't play any other sports and they train full-time. It's just going to be really difficult for me to beat them now. Just because they train three or four times more. I still can beat some. I still can beat them, but it's going to be a lot more difficult. So I lost a lot in some of those big tournaments. I mean, I've had very good success, but it's also been hard because even in wrestling, like trying to learn freestyle in Greco when I didn't know the rules until about three months ago. And then being on Team Texas, the literal highest I can get for in Texas, it was in going to the U16 duels, which is crazy. I'd never seen anything like the levels of wrestling. It was crazy to watch and crazy to feel how much better people were at different states. So I really had to learn that losing is not the end of the world. For me, for a while, it was. It was like I lost. It was like it would just like tear me up inside. My dad helped me realize that if every loss kills me inside, I'll end up not I'll end up quitting jujitsu because it won't be fun anymore. Because like the fear of losing will outweigh the joy of winning, and it won't even be worth it. Which was almost where I was starting to get to. Like it was so hard to lose. Like winning wasn't as fun because I was so afraid to lose. Was, I wasn't even trying to win. I feel like that's a lot of athletes' problems. Like they're so afraid to lose, they don't try to win. When you're afraid to lose, it's very difficult to win because you're you're being too cautious and you're not truly showing yourself. I feel like that was like one of the biggest shifts for me when I realized that at the end of the day, I'm still gonna have many like health and God and God helping. I'm still gonna have many more matches, and this isn't the only opportunity I'm ever gonna get. So I just remembering that this is at the end of the day, this is just practice for me because like the world titles here, like the titles here are cool. But I'm trying to get like the highest level, the black belt world titles, ADCC world titles. I'm trying to get those. So at the end of the day, this is just practice to get me to those points. So when I started track, switching my mental state to where it's just practice for the, my long-term goals, it was a lot easier to deal with some of the wins and losses. It stay more even throughout the entire process. That makes sense and feels like a way healthier perspective as you kind of move through all of this. What do you think draws you the most towards that jujitsu life? Other than you don't have to wear shoes, which I, I realize is actually a big plus. But what draws you towards this whole lifestyle? I mean, yeah, the no shoes is a big plus. That's nice. I don't have to work in an office. I love that. I mean, my coach is still is sixty years old. Is sixty years old and still as about he's he his about the same diet I do, I do with the cheeseburgers and the steaks. I mean, that, that's a that's a big plus just because I'm working out so much. I can keep my diet and as many of my it friends comes back to food, not. which does not shock me at all. Always food. I mean, yeah, food is a huge part of my life. Honestly, that's like a yeah. I always say. 
I'm, I'm thinking like my mind is like 30% jujitsu, 10% other things and like 60% food at any given moment. I feel like that's true. I feel like my grocery bill absolutely reflects that. So what are you looking forward to the most in your last two years of your high school career? Sports, quite honestly. I have a lot. I have some football this year. I'm hoping to start both ways on varsity. That would be fun. That's the goal. I'm still working towards that. Then wrestling, trying to win a couple state titles before I leave. Add two more SBC titles to the one I already got. That'd be fun. And just honestly, this is the only time in my life where it's I don't have bills. I don't have. I can just live. I can just live my life and have fun. So I'm really gonna try to do that. Have fun. Enjoy it. Spend time with my friends and do the sports I love to play in football and wrestling. Because after high school, my like football especially, I'll never get to play football again. Like the last time I step on that field was my senior year. That'll be it. And it's not. It's not like I can play rec football or anything like that. So when I step off that field, that'll be it. And for wrestling, it's a sport I fall in love with. So I was just keep doing that for two more years. I'm really happy about both those things. Love it. So what is that next step right after high school? Like you graduate, what happens next day? Well, I'm probably going to try to get some freestyle in Greco. I'm going to try to do one more last push to go far, see if I can Fargo All-American after my senior year. That'd be kind of fun. Be uh, one last push for that. Then after that, the grind starts for Jiu-Jitsu. Let's see, it'd be like June, July. So it'd be Nogi season. Probably be a purple belt by then. So I'll be focusing on Nogi Pans, Nogi Worlds, and maybe ADCC trials. If I can get to that level, 18 or 19 start working on those and really focus, start training like eight to 10 hours a day, doing just drilling the whole day. And I'll just truly become a professional. I'll focus on my diet, my strength. The amount of training I'll do will probably increase by like 10 times as much just because I'll train every day like for all this time. It just sounds amazing. I cannot wait. Like I feel like my jiu-jitsu is really going to progress and then I can start traveling the world competing, trying to get the titles and trying to fight the best guys I can find. It's going to come quick. So what inspires you, Joseph Brunson, to keep showing up and working towards that best version of yourself? Just trying not to settle in anything in my life. It's just like continuing working better in every aspect is always important. Because whenever you settle and like you think, oh, I'm good right here, that's when you don't improve and you just start like, become, you just keep going at the same space, which is never good. You've always got to improve, I feel like, in life. That's just kind of always raised. I was taught that. That no matter what, you always have to keep going forward. Even if it's just small baby steps, it's always important. Everything in life is just such falls back on always, like, always trying to better yourself. So the second you just start staying there, you all of a sudden, like two, three years ago by, and you realize you haven't done anything different. It's just been the same. Well, that can be good, but you won't be growing. You won't be reaching your full potential. So that's why. For me, I'm just trying to keep growing. I've got a lot of mentors, a lot of people that help me. I've got to keep proving that they that they help me for a reason. Like I've got a lot of people in my life I'm very thankful for, and I'm trying to make them proud. Like, I'm always trying to make them proud. So keeping moving forward trying to be the best person I can to prove to my mentors and everyone that's helped me. They're like, they're right to help me. It's like a good thing. Oh, awesome. Joseph, I think I'm going to love listening back to this and I'm going to love listening back to this in 10 years. Watching your journey has been truly incredible. So I love to close out the show with kind of some quick, fast questions. I think I know the answers to these, but I'm super curious to see if I'm right or not. So here we go. Show closing questions. What movie will you watch on repeat? With a Harry Potter franchise. Mm, That's not the one I thought. Okay. What is your favorite snack? Cheeto puffs. Oh, Oreos. Not Oreos. Or Oreos. The next sponsorship, right? What is your go-to recovery? A cold plunge. Okay. What is your favorite quote? That's by that was actually by Jerry Rice. It's one of my. It's really good. It is today I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can do what others can't. What lights you up? 
jujitsu. And what is one word to describe your life today? Amazing. Mm, as your mama, I love to hear that. Thank you so much, Joseph, for being on the Picking Strawberries podcast. You didn't have to say yes, but I think you willingly <laughs> did. So um, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for being a guest. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Joseph, for saying yes to your mama and being a guest on the show. I appreciate your honesty and your wisdom at this age and just being up to do anything at any time. Just so fun. And I really loved having that conversation. And this is hard. Parenting is hard. Letting our kids choose their own path has definitely not been one of the easier things I've done. So if you know someone who's in that space too, you know, they have these high school kids and we're trying to do what's best and to listen and to help guide them, please share this podcast with them. You know, the word straight from a 16-year-old with a lot of insight and just experience that he's in the situation and living it now. Share the podcast, share the words, and join this community of looking for the beauty in every single day. 